Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text us on 8 12 15. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Frank on the radio. Or you can email us on the Absolute Radio website. Oh, we've all got a bit Jack and Ori this week. English lessons are really coming on, aren't they? You know, just give people a chance at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Just to just... People have got hangovers, they're just getting in. (laughs) Some people are listening to this on waste ground. (laughs) You know, it's not not easy. Mm. Um... Oh, here, here, I have a little tale of... Um, I like here, you're going to be a town crier. <laughs> hear ye. I used, to, uh, I used to go to an Irish pub in Spark Hill in Birmingham. Whenever you walked in, there was an Irish manager in there. And whenever you walked in, you go, no. <laughs> and I think that, that'd be a great way to start um, every link mm. on the radio. So I'll try that. No. In fact, <laughs> in fact ironically, I, was, I went to um, Dublin uh, the weekend. Did you? Um, you know, I'm doing this Sky Arts Portrait Artist of the oh, Year. Oh, yeah. You and Joan Bateman. I know I go on about it, no, but it's a very interesting project. I wasn't project. saying that. Well, do we ever? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how am I to interpret that? <laughs> Other than some that, sort of slur. Is this comedy catchphrase? Um, so, um, I, uh, I, what I discovered was that everyone was going on uh, Aer Lingus. Oh, yeah. Which is the uh, the Irish airline. Mm-hmm. And um, but my manager, being my manager, had discovered that there was no business class on there, oh. no club. He wouldn't have that. So really? I, I was on a on, on a plane, <laughs> not on my own plane, but I was on BA. Everyone oh. else was on Aer Lingus. Mm-hmm. That's awkward. And Frank. Uh, I yeah, it, but um, I thought well, I'll you know. It's a bit ambassador's child in the limo on his own. I, I know it was, uh, but I, I left it at that. So I, it was. We had a great day. And then uh, when we were coming back, um, we went to our respective. We separated at the airport. I went to my uh, to my. Oh, beer. you didn't have a, a, what I call a class funnel. And um, so they, we were both due to take off at nine o'clock, and uh, my plane was uh, an hour and forty-five minutes late. Ah. Uh. And I couldn't help noticing it was Bastille Day. So mm. I felt I did feel like Marie Antoinette in the coach being scorned mm. by the uh, the French mob mm. as she went down the street. <laughs> a, a, a woman who had once experienced such grandeur in her life and now brought down to this with a shaven head. Mm. In fact, not even a head. Eventually, <laughs> a shaven head and then <laughs> so they really shaved. I mean, when they sh- when they shave it down to the uh, to the to the shoulder, oh. that shaving. So, it, well, yeah, I felt I felt a certain social um, justice in it. Mm. Sorry, it was an accident. That was her last words. Did you know that? Who, Marie Antoinette? That was her last words because as she stepped up to the block, she stood on the um, what do they call the chopper man? Oh, the executioner. Is that what they call him? Or yeah, the, the axe man? Ex- yeah, the executioner. So she stood on the executioner's foot and said, oh, sorry, that was an accident. And they were her last <laughs> that words. That was her last words. Excellent. Are you sure? Well, that- <laughs> when she says, sorry, it was an accident, yeah. are you sure it was a reference to stepping on his toes? That's all I'm saying. Oh, did you think she meant that? Well, that's a time in your life when you feel quite nervous. That's all I'm saying. Oh, uh. I thought you mentioned a, a reference to the oppression of the French people. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry about that. That's an accident. <laughs> Like at school, when you say, oh, I don't know what I was doing. What are you talking about? You didn't know what you were doing. You just threw that at that girl. 
Yeah, I, d- I don't know. Oh. <laughs> oh, I didn't know what I was doing, holding your head and looking a bit um, wheezy, ridiculous. Now, here's uh, there's a dilemma I want to run past you both. Mm. I was at um, Heathrow. I know I'm starting to sound like some sort of globe trotter. But basically, I flew to <laughs> no, Dublin. No, you're not. You got on the, the A flight to Dublin. Yeah, okay. It's surprising me that you're spinning that basketball on your finger as well. <laughs> I am. Um, different story. Yeah, I'm asking for my number as well. <laughs> that's become a nervous habit. I don't know why I do that. Um, no, so, um, well, it's, it's a, it, there'll be. I didn't go on a plane until I was 33, so there'll be people listening to this in awe. The idea no, that won't. Most people get on flights now. I know, but mm. I'll be think Skinner went on Metal Bird that flew in Scott. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I'll be thinking. Yes, who do you okay, think this is playing to? Nostradamus is listening. He might think that. Nostradamus was listen? listening to this three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. I like to call him Nostradamu as well. Anyway, um, I so I was at the airport and I I I, I saw this woman. And she was um, a, a woman that you would... I mean, she was a striking woman. She, had, she looked like a model. Mm. And she had like a, a, a... You know, she was dressed according to the weather in a, in a small dress. Oh, wearing nouts, in other words. Mm. And she... I mean, she was a, a, a beautiful young woman. Mm-hmm. And um, she was um, struggling to uh, close her suitcase... Oh, God. She was trying to put stuff... Well, trying to get it all fixed in, but she kept looking really anxiously at the clock. Uh And and I could see she was in a state of of clear distress and panic. Mm. I'll come back to this. What? Yeah. (laughs) So there's two policemen at the door. (laughs) (laughs) Absolute, absolute Absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So you were watching this woman stuffing the full pants into her overfull no. suitcase. I think you'll find they're right. full whole pants. The full no. whole <laughs> pants. <laughs> she was really struggling over, uh, but uh, she was. This this is my thing. She was so good looking and sort of obviously sort of like sexy bird looking. But I mean, not in a not in a sexy <laughs> bird looking. What? Robin Asquith, Confessions no. of a Comedian. No, but you know what I mean. Everyone is, would have said women and everything would have identified as that. I think. But yeah. but, but she was like you know classy she looked like a stylish milan catwalk model and i thought i can't go and help this woman even though she looks like she's in a panic and she can't get the thing all it needs is someone else to hold the lid down but how can you go and help a woman like this without it looking like you're going all right darling (laughs) Hmm. and i I think everyone everyone in heathrow would have stopped when i got when i approached that and gone oh yeah in perfect harmony also if she's refilling her case i don't like the sound of you being you would have been sat there on the floor surrounded by lacy smalls you'd have been handling a smalls that wouldn't have been i don't know body creams lacy smalls Mm -hmm. the (laughs) hip-hop bloke (laughs) (laughs) um that was the, the less aggressive uh, brother of Biggie Smalls. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, well, yeah, but she was on in, in a panic. And if it had been a bloke, or dare I say, a, a, a woman who was less sort of so obviously like model-like, a bit more right. subit, I would yeah. I would have gone oh, yeah. over and uh, and helped instantly because mm. it uh-huh. was just you just would. Um, but it does. That, I know what you mean, Frank. It does feel a little bit like the beginning to a rom com. Well, I think what's seedier than that? It just looked like oh, he's only helping her because 
So I'd left her, left her to it. Mm-hmm. Miss you playing. Serves you right for being so good looking. <laughs> but did I do a... Was that morally wrong or should I, should I have risked my... No, because I think, to be fair, hot people, life goes their way on the whole. Yeah, True. generally speaking. Yeah. They would probably held the plane up for it. Oh, of course they would have. Yeah, hot people. <laughs> well, we're all hot people at the moment, let's face it. Thanks very much. I think I'm looking good <laughs> myself. Now? Well, yeah, but I was talking about like, the temperature. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have your little preview this week? How dare you. <laughs> <laughs> well, when she leaned right up, I just got the suitcase. <laughs> um... No, I did. We did. Uh, it's your new show, isn't it's it? It's a traumatic experience, I must say. No, oh. but I don't think you'll even say it, but I'm going to say it. it's called I Love My Country. It's yes. your new show. It a- is. And you, I want to know about it. You know, I'm wary about talking about my television work, even though I've been talking about the Sky Portrait show. But um, You're doing a Sky Portrait show? <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> Do we ever? Did sorry, I not, sorry, did I not tell you about that? <laughs> sounds good. Um, now, I'm doing. Um, well, let's put it this way. On Monday morning, I went to um, Tower Bridge. Oh, sorry, uh, it was an accident. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and the driver um, said to me, I don't know, uh, I don't know where, I, it's like I don't know where it is. Mm-hmm. Um, which Tower was like, Bridge? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know it's quite a well. I mean, I've, I've got a pencil case with it on, <laughs> but uh, that didn't really help. It isn't part of a structured map on the mm. lid. Anyway, I think it meant that he didn't know where... Where do you... When you go to Tower Bridge, what do you do? But it turns out there's a room in Tower Bridge mm-hmm. where they have dues. Oh, dudes. yeah. I've yeah. never been to it before, so we were actually in the bridge. I've performed in that room. Shut up! I have, yeah. <laughs> really? Did yeah. he ever? How'd it go? Not great. <laughs> oh, OK. It's a tough room. This is that moment when the bridge opened and the audience was on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> that might have helped. <laughs> Now, so I, um, so this was this was the context. Um, I, I, I think I've mentioned this before. But I, I've, I've, I recorded a show um, back in December, and it was it's one of these big Saturday night shiny floor shows, shiny floor ent- entertainment for all the family. Mm-hmm. You know, very me. Yeah, <laughs> you are man of the people. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so um, we had to we we did the press launch for it. So picture me sitting in a room in Tower Bridge, nine thirty on a Monday morning with twenty odd journalists watching a Saturday night family entertainment show that I'm in. Oh, it was um, it was traumatic, mm-hmm. and um, I mean I loved it. <laughs> but well, I say I loved it. I thought I was. I think what I've come to the conclusion is I I quite like me and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't completely convinced that everyone was with me in that respect. But I tell you, it's scared. Well, we'll maybe talk about it a little more. But it's it's one of those shows, you know, like Splash. Mm. If, um, if people don't like it, people who haven't even seen it won't like it. Sure up. So that's it. It's a big, proper Saturday night thing. Oh, okay. Well, you're not the only one who's been on 
on telly. So I understand. Did a little bit of TV work this week. Oh, listen to us. But people at home saying I'm starting going off this programme. <laughs> <laughs> they used to be just like, you know, normal people sitting in a room. Now it's I've done this and I've done yeah. that. Well, apparently he was, he was on a plane at the weekend. <laughs> I, I love mean, that you think that's glamorous. I lo- only Frank would think that might alienate some of our readers mm. going well, on a plane. Well, you know, business on a plane. Yeah, but... Business on a plane would Business be a less, a less exciting film, wouldn't it? <laughs> Snakes on a plane. <laughs> That's Alan Sugar's life story. Um, so I was on this morning with... Um, this morning? I don't know you squeezed it in. Oh. We were here at seven o'clock. With uh, Eamon Holmes oh. and Ruth Langsford, his missus. Oh, yes. They do it when Holly and Phil are away. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I do love... I'm not just saying this because I'm on again next week, mm. but I do love Eamon and Ruth. I was so unprofessional. After I'd done my chat with them, I got up and they were getting all busy for the next thing. And I went, do you know, I love you too. <laughs> I don't think you're meant to say that. Kirsty Walk wouldn't say that. But anyway, I was talking to Eamon about the hot weather. And he said, oh, it's hot. I better not do an impression. He's a colleague now. Yeah. But he said it was hot. Well, did he go? <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> no. What about me hot weather? No, no he he's not like that. He's got a very soft bird. No, I have. Can I ask a question though? Because yeah. is he on this morning in the studio in the full suit and tie? Because that yes, oh, that's, he's a, he's that's a, a lot of layers for this, this sort of weather. So he's the sort of person to ask about. Can I, I believe can I that the, this morning listeners requested that he see their listeners, not viewers. You see what I'm doing yeah. there? Uh-huh. Um, because they like him to wear a, tar- a suit and tie. I believe. Well, I've uh, I've done uh, I've just done two-week run at the Soho Theatre stand-up in a, in a tiny room that holds 90 people that was like a furnace. I wore a suit. In fact, I wore the same suit no. throughout. Oh, God. By the end of it, it was um, partly dissolved <laughs> at, at, at the seam. Anyway. Um, anyway, so Eamon was talking to me about how I was finding this hot oh, weather. Eamon. And then he said to me, I love Eamon, then he said to me, oh, what's your view on, um, you know, getting... Getting your bits out, and what do you think about you never said showing that, the flesh? He? he said, showing the flesh. Okay. I said, what do you think about exposure? Are you pro or against it? I said, Eamon, I go 100% exposure. There was Full a bit of a pause. Well, I think that's what they thought I meant. <laughs> that's what he thought. It got really quiet in the This Morning studio. <laughs> well, I said, I didn't mean... I, And then I stopped and I said, I wear underwear. <laughs> <laughs> what did you mean? I meant I'm 100% pro-exposure as opposed to against it. I mean, uh, getting, you know, you're, al- you're allowed to show your flesh off. I didn't mean I wear nothing. No. But that's what it no, sounded like. That would be ridiculous. No. But we cleared it up and it was fine. But we also talked about some of the tips, and I learned some tips about keeping cool in the weather. Because I noticed the Daily Mail had a big story, because they're very compassionate like that, about how you should keep cool in the, in the weather. Specific there was one that Eamon and I were discussing. They said uh, that you should lick your wrists, because that's what monkeys do. Have you read about this? I tried that. Did you? What happened? I'm amazed how soapy my <laughs> wrists are. I think I must uh, wash my hands and then only rinse to the to the heel of the hand, as it were, <laughs> and then leave the soap. They were really soapy. I've so, got soapy wrists. Have you so tried it? It cools you down. Try it now. Go on. I was in prison with oh, a Oh, what's he doing, Frank? That's disgusting. <laughs> Give one a good lick. Oh, <laughs> Frank! Those yeah, sound effects. You said you said lick your wrist. Well, I thought I'd know. better do it near the I mic. I didn't think he was going to attack it like it was a lamb shank. <laughs> yeah, it's done nothing for. I actually noticed it it's having a little impact. Mm, it what, does. Does it, what does it taste of your wrist? 
Alan. <laughs> just oh. tastes of Alan. Alan. <laughs> yeah, Alan. Oh, weird. Uh, <laughs> just tastes a wrist. Anyway, if you're out and really hot, lick your wrists. That's what we're saying. Mm. And um, it works a great. But remember, if you're on a plane and you're hot, um, lick your wrist first before you lick your, lick mm. your children's <laughs> list. Like, you know, like with the oxygen thing. It's Let's freezing go. in here. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We're talking about keeping cool on Absolute Radio this morning. Oh, I went a bit this morning there, sorry. No, I, I, I thought <laughs> that was like good. Did you like it? Because it sort of, you know, professionally introduced the topic without, yeah. without it being too uh, intrusive. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, we tried to lick our wrists and Alan made a, what I'll describe as quite a hideous sound effect whilst doing it. Yeah. Has it worked for you? Yeah, I'm, I'm freezing over here now. I imagine if I licked your wrists, Em, that mm. they would have the bitter taste of perfume. Is that correct? Well, you'd be correct. And this morning, they'd have the taste of David Furnish. Um, there's a bespoke oh, fragrance. Oh. God, my, wrist, my wrists haven't tasted of David Furnish for many a year. <laughs> there's a Joe Malone fragrance created Who's for he? his... Um, oh. She's a perfumier. You remember? Macaulay Culkin was in it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can't get far so enough the down advice, the food chain to communicate with you both. Is the advice to not put um, aftershave or perfume on the wrist and then lick away? Is that yeah, the, absolutely. That's the general. But I remember when tip. I first when I first got to kiss girls, mm-hmm. and you'd think, "Oh, I lick a lovely soft neck," and then there's a terrible taste, poisonous tang of perfume. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Horrible. Well, they didn't have nice perfumes back there in Birmingham. Oh, I'm no. sorry, they're nice now. I think they what used to dab, dab a bit of my mum's cola behind <laughs> their ears. What about a cousin? You what about like- a cousin? I don't think that's legal. <laughs> oh, well, I think it is legal, no, but on what? You don't like a cousin because that keeps you cool, doesn't it? What's what is what it? A curry. Oh. Oh, no. I don't. Oh, I like a curry. Yeah. You know, I only like Papa Dom's and their attendant pickles. <laughs> And that's it for me with the, the, the Indian food. I found another good one. You're meant to put your pillow in the freezer. Now, someone told me to put my pants in the freezer. Oh. But there are, first of all... Well, first of all, I don't think I'd be able to eat any of that food that was in there <laughs> after. I don't want to eat food that's been in a closed compartment with my pants. And also... The trouble is with the Calvin Classics, I don't know how they are at low temperatures. Yeah. <laughs> they, could, they don't uh, stress test them in no, the Calvin not, factory, oh, do they? No, I don't think so. I imagine that they're made in very hot temperatures by uh, yeah. small children. We should yeah. ask some Three of the Inuit population whether they're fans. Mm-hmm. Let me discover. Yes. Why has it gone quiet? I don't know. I'm trying, <laughs> I'm just, I've just got a pencil and paper working that one out. Oh, um, I like a cucumber. Because what you do, you cut it into slices. I use them anyway for face packs, Frank. Oh, my okay. mum used to do that. Yes, that cools you down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I wish I'd have just been able to say that when you said I like a cucumber. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, would have been, it would have been one of the great moments in British comedy. <laughs> but, you know, timing is everything in this job, but I thought I'd chuck it in anyway. You can always do it in the edit. I mean, people at home, I presume people edit this out at home for fun <laughs> once they've got the podcast. Mm. You can do it on Photoshop. Okay. Well, I was, um, my uh, my girlfriend, Kath, said to me the other day, can you run the cold tap? So um, I did what I was told, as I usually do. And uh, 
She took her pants off. Put them under the cold tap. Um, and then rang them out and then put them back on again. And then she left. She's a genius. It's, um... I was, um... I was, I mean, I've, I've, you know, we've been together for a long time. I've, I've never known as that before. I thought it must be particularly hot. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Frozen peas down the pants, sorted. How are you spelling that? Says Colin. <laughs> Fro- frozen peas down the pants sounds a bit extreme. It do, and, and oh, also says the man whose girlfriend wets her pants. The bit I don't like about the frozen <laughs> peas down the pants. <laughs> so she didn't wet her pants. She what? She elected to to yeah. run them under the cold tap. And she she says she's wearing a skirt. She just put them back on and went out and got into a cab. <laughs> went to a show. The bit I don't like about the idea of frozen peas down the pants is that frozen peas wrapped in a tea towel are a very good press for, like, a sprained ankle or a sporting injury. Yeah. So if you put frozen peas down your pants, to me, it just looks from a distance like you've got a groinal injury. And yeah, but see, my, immediately I'm thinking, out. suddenly, according to your logic, I've got a tea towel down my pants. <laughs> I know I'm going to be drinking a cup of tea two days later and thinking, hold on a minute. Mm. You know, I just, it, you just want to mix exactly. things like that Keep in your all life. Keep things separate. I liked in the Daily Mail, one of the tips was put a bandana, put your bandana in the freezer. <laughs> put your bandana. Yeah. Your bandana. You should. This wasn't in Kerrang. <laughs> <laughs> the Daily Mail readership is entirely people that used to subscribe to Kerrang. That's, that's yeah. who their target market is. Didn't you know that? No? Well, I, um, I plucked my ears this week. Pardon? <laughs> I plucked my ears. Oh, good. Um, I usually, I've noticed, that I do, I, what I've started to do, because as you get old, your, 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 your ears get a bit hairy. It's, I don't think it's the first time this has been pointed out by a comedian. And so what I do, I just extend my shaving territory. So when I shave, I just keep going under the ears. But oh. then I realised that there's quite a lot of internal... Um, oh, and and I, I thought this might make me a bit cooler in the hot weather if I get rid of this. So what did you mm. do? So I, so I got some tweezers and just oh. put, I couldn't see what I was doing but I just went down deep and come out with, not, not oh. so deep for children listening at home with hairy ears um, <laughs> actually probably be in Mexico but anyway <laughs> you, know right, the Mexi- you know the Mexican wolf boys? <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Um, if they're listening um, I doubt if they can even hear me through their hairy ears. <laughs> No, it's a, once they start plucking, it's a lifetime's work. Mm. But anyway, um, you... Uh, How did you get on? So you plucked, not snipped. I no, I plucked oh. quite well, a we lot. We have to do this oh. all the time, to be fair. But do you know, this is absolutely true. I, I, I then walked home, having done it. And where were you doing it? In the streets? <laughs> no, no, I was, I was in my office. At the I Love My Country press conference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that would be all right. <laughs> And I wanted to hear their comments distinctly. <laughs> and then as I walked home, this is abs- I'm not making this up for comedy effect. As I walked home, I couldn't keep in uh, my earphones from my... Uh, oh. You know, I listen to audiobooks all the time. So, changed your so I realised my earphones were getting a good deal of purchase from my No uh, purchase now. Right. And now they're just slipping in and out. Like so a I'm have to line wrapped around a hedge <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah, exactly. That's what your earphones are like. You know, you used to large adult magazines in privet. That, that, that's, how, that's how the earphones fit into my ears. Oh, my Lovely metaphor. Thank you so much. 
Uh, my basic method for keeping a bit cooler in the hot weather is I didn't wear a tie. Oh. I still wore a That's suit. That's good. <laughs> but I didn't wear Lindsay a tie. Lindsay suggests an umbrella hat doubles up as a shading device in the heat, but you would know that. Well, I, I It actually, gets sweaty under the elastic brim, mind. Do you know I received an umbrella hat in the, in the mail this morning? How impressive. Did you? I'll, uh, you should be wearing it. I'll, I'll identify the sender at, uh, at some stage. But yeah, it's a very kind, uh, kind gift of an umbrella hat. Mm. That sounds good. It's very much my colour. Sort of green and red, goes with my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Loitering around supermarket freezers. Oh. How does that work, really? That is a good call, actually. I've, I've popped into shops that's that I don't a, need to sorry, go Sorry, that's um, Red who suggests that. Yeah, I've bombed into shops that I don't need to go in just for a bit of air con on, when wandering about Well, it's town. a bit cheaper than putting it on at home, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, what about... If we're going to learn uh, wrist licking from the monkeys, mm -hmm. um, what about um, panting? That's what dogs do. Oh, yeah. Were you panting when you were looking at that attractive girl? No, I was not panting. <laughs> I was not definitely not panting. I was thinking, oh, I'd like to help this fellow human being, but they're too attractive. <laughs> It's a weird thing. Now, I like where dogs have the secondary panting as well as the... So they'll go... <laughs> and then the tongue goes slightly back and they go... <laughs> <laughs> Can I say I prefer pant too? Uh, I think you it's need a little both. less hysterical. Yeah, I think they, they they go out. It's two settings. I like setting too. So, the, yeah, so it's the bit... I'm really hot. <laughs> and then there's an element of... That's better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not the stupid animals some people think they are. Mm. Uh, on the subject of your ear hair, we've had a tweet. I've never read a tweet in my life, but Emily's handed me her phone. Tell Frank <laughs> to go to a Turkish barber and they will burn the hair out of his ears. Really? Lovely sensation. Great show. It is a lovely sensation. You've had I've, that done? I've had that done several times, yeah. I mean, my ear but hair But was it requested? Unwieldy. Wasn't it some Daniel Craig torture <laughs> no, it's when um, you know when you go for a, a sort of a hot towel shave, like the full the full works. Like, come on, man, shave me. Like, you know that. No, moment? you never had a hot towel shave. I remember when I was in the Raj. It used to be a, a regular thing. Uh huh. Um, a boy used to come and shave me at uh, be about three o'clock in the afternoon. Nice, but uh, that's a long time. He certainly never touched my ear hair. Well. Go for a hot towel shave in a Turkish barber, and um, and the, it's like a sort of, almost like a a, a big candle thing. So it's really? got a flame on it. And the, what worries the, me is I get quite great. a lot of earwax, and uh -huh. uh, if if that ignites, about the mm. whole head coming off. Oh, that could be. It could <laughs> like be a real TNT problem. It will, it will go up like Tinder. <laughs> yeah, I mean the whole face could melt. I could end up looking like Sarah Brighton. <laughs> um, um, Frank, we've had an email in. Read the cockerel. Oh, yes. 761, Morning Dream Team. I want to congratulate the Cockerel for being funny under bizarre circumstances at the Levity Festival yesterday. Mm. Patrick, the balding salesman from Peterborough. Hello, Patrick. He was fun, him. I liked him. Um, what were the bizarre circumstances? Uh, doing comedy in a marquee tent in a heatwave, I think, is probably what he means. Uh, very hot. Yes. Very hot. I elected not to wear shorts. Um, oh, my God. What I went for <laughs> was... That was um, bizarre circumstances. <laughs> I, went, I went for slacks and flip-flops. That's what I've gone for. That's okay. my keeping cool tip. Anybody out there that has to dress uh, non-shorts, don't wear jeans, because... Oh, they're too hot. If I can mm. say the word gosset on it, it gets too clammy Let down there. Let me check that. The gosset. Oh. Check the, uh... No. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
All right. Well, that area gets clammy in denim. Really <laughs> does. Clammy already. <laughs> you can only say clammy if it's a pet name. Oh. Okay. <laughs> if you've got well, a, a hamster called Clammy, that's fine. In that case, I've got no further <laughs> keeping cool advice. Except for the fact that on his first week, I believe Bob did a thing that I thought only I did, um, where he got a cold can of fizzy pop and pressed it onto his forehead to keep cool. Oh, I loved that? it when he did that. I thought that was just me. I really thought that was just me. Yeah, back of the neck, I guess. Back of the neck? Back of the neck? Yeah, cold. <laughs> back, of, back of the neck with a cold can. That, yeah. That's good. I thought that was just me. I really did. But now mm. it turns out everyone does that. T- when I was doing the Charles Atlas course... Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Your early bodybuilding career. Yeah, my early bodybuilding... Oh, no, I, you know I find it so heartbreaking. <laughs> I actually can't bear to... Li- you yeah. had them sent to him in the post. I know, you saved was, up for it them, was terrible. didn't you? I, was, I love it. I was 14 or something. I love it. And I did, he said, you two could have a body like mine. Um, but I didn't. Uh, but I, I must have told this before. We had to keep uh, two flannels in the fridge, mm. and you said to get up in the morning and uh, slap one on your gentleman's excuse me, and the other <laughs> one on the small of your back. Oh, first, really? first thing every morning. Really? Yeah, I can still remember that. <laughs> well, the dog panting. What, what did yeah. that achieve? What the small? I mean, the gentleman's <laughs> excuse me is just a good hygiene rule. But what did the lower back achieve? Um, I don't know what the. Uh, I th- I think it was just to, to invigorate the. There was a lot of vagueness about Joel. He'd say <laughs> things like invigorate the um the, the muscular system. Oh, and it didn't really meet anything. Mm. Meet anything? <laughs> oh, maybe adverts to, to rescue us. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean, Alan Cochran. Text us on eight twelve fifteen. We'd love to hear from you. Honestly, we get brilliant texts from our brilliant readers. You can follow us on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or you can email us through the Absolute Radio website, Absolute slash dot slash com com Doing really well that as well. You sounded dead slick until then. Yeah, I just um, website addresses. He doesn't Who like cares? all that. He's got people to deal with that for Who him. Who cares? Dot slash. We've had sure. some pe- we've had some real life experiences of Turkish barbers. Oh, yeah, you want to hear about those? Of course. I went to a Turkish barbers in maybe I shouldn't say exactly where it is just no. in case, but in London once. Imagine if the show got sued by a <laughs> Turkish barber. <laughs> <laughs> Be awkward. Not only did he flame away my nose and ear hairs without warning, he also dabbed cologne on my neck and nipples. I felt violated. Oh, oh. <laughs> How do you do? Was this person? Is this is oh, this is a man. This is me and Williams. Yeah. Yeah. But how did were the nipple? Where? How did he? Did he address him? No. What I don't like is the thought of him just one swift move with the shirt. He down, just pulled it down or straight down the shirt front because he's behind. He's behind him. Maybe Ian he's was wearing a singlet. Oh, he singlet. came from behind, Frank. Maybe he was wearing a singlet. octopus hands from behind. Or maybe <laughs> I've experienced those on holiday. Maybe he went through the the netting of a string vest. <laughs> maybe and took them out. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's hard well, to say. This may not be the time to mention that you've had an invitation now. Hi gang. I would like to offer Frank a visit to my wife's salon as she offers both ear and nose hair removal using hot wax. It's quick and simple, like me, my wife states. <laughs> it is popular as is intimate waxing. No. Check- <laughs> um it, leave it there. That's from Mark. Okay. Well, he says he's had all the treatments and survived. 
Yeah, well, he gets them free, that's why. Give it thought, couldn't you? Give yeah. it thought. It'd be, yeah. Uh, I wonder if you could a stri- strip a, a strip of wax that went from one ear, went into each nostril and then went around into the other ear like a big moustache and then rip it off and do the whole thing in one go. Well, from the sounds of it, you could with your earwax reservoir. That you're, uh, yeah, I don't need that wax. I've got my own. <laughs> do your own. Um, we also had an email in during the week that I think uh, should, should be brought to your attention. Uh... My husband Andrew and I recently... Dis- I'm reading the email, by the way. I'm not just telling you about my <laughs> husband Andrew and I. OK. This is um, from uh, Sarah Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> it took a long time to get through. My husband Andrew and I recently discussed who he w- may have married if he were gay. That sounds good for the marriage, doesn't it? It's healthy. Well, I, don't, uh, I so think you get to a point in marriage where you've used every <laughs> conversation there is, and then, and then you start having to talk about stuff like that. But it's a good conversation. She continues, After many, many rejections of my suggestions, he explained that Frank Skinner's gentleness and excellent humour would make him the only option considered. Oh, my husband adores football. Oh. He adores football, show tunes and reading. Oh, He's a no. good match-up for you. You too. You love I mean, a show tune, hot don't stuff. you? If we were on um, computer dating, I mean, that'd be the boxes be team, right matchup. Yeah. Andrew. Uh, he, is rather in- <laughs> <laughs> he is rather intolerant of poor manners and doesn't like the words knickers or nipples to be used due to social standards being kept. Might not be enjoying this, this no. episode. No, sorry about that, Andrew. I'd, always, I'd have knickers over panties. Would you? Oh. Not this weather, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> you'd, have a, you'd have a hot gossip. Um, yeah. they oh, were don't go, mention dance troupe. that word. <laughs> we both listen from here in Adelaide, and six months after emigrating, it makes us feel closer to home, but without the rain. Thank you, that is all, Jessica. Fab, that's nice. lovely. What a lovely it? revelation. Nice. Yeah. I, I think... Go on, Al, sorry. I was just thinking, I think you might be quite hard to live with if you were the husband in this... Um, well, we'd both be the husband... Exactly, but would you both be the tidy? Would you both be the tidy sort of? Oh God, I wonder what you're going to say. (laughs) You've left that coaster with the stain on it, or whatever. Would you? you, You'd need one person to be a bit of a slob and one person to be the slightly tidy, wouldn't you? Well, I don't don't think so. I think you're maybe basing this on your own marriage. I think me and Andrew could find a happy medium. (laughs) I don't mean Russell Grant. I think he could, uh, (laughs) unless we lived in some sort of menage a trois. (laughs) Russell Grant, can I remind you, when he did my star chart Mm -hmm. um, in the 90s. What did he say? He said my career would last seven years and I'd never hold down a long-term relationship. With him. (laughs) No, he didn't say with him. No, that's what he told me. Is that what he it's said? Quite a big thing to be told, though, isn't it? Mm. I was uh, yeah. taken. I like, I like the, uh, I like the Andrew thing. though. I'm going to think now about who I will marry if I marry. So I don't know. I've been corresponding with um, feared um, prisoner Charles Bronson <laughs> for many years. But you know, it's the proposal. Oh, what a way to came. find out! Thank yeah. you. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Fallon, I know oh, we... That, uh, that's a portmanteau word for both of you. Word merchant. Fallon. Oh, no, Fallon. Fallon. Was there a Fallon in... Um, in Dynasty. That, yeah, there was, wasn't there? Yeah, oh, okay. I based my style on her. Um, I know we don't read out praise, but there's certainly no danger of that with this. <laughs> uh, I'm not even going to say the numbers, because I'm, I'm worried it might not end well. You all talk too much. Play some music and stop trying to out-cool each other. <laughs> Wise words. Oh, Next. I think, I think we were trying to g- 
give our cool tips to each other, not be That's cool. Right. See, he's, he's been listening to my Charles Hat- Atlas anecdote and thinking, <laughs> yeah. oh, he's just trying to be some sort of James <laughs> Dean figure. Yeah, this guy that thinks it's trendy to keep no, saying I the word gossip on radio. He's, well, he thinks he's one of the cool the, dudes. This man has joined in, and I like that. <laughs> I like a bit of uh, people who uh, interact. Um, That's what yeah, Andrew you're said. Right, though, it's Andrew not, told it's, me that. It's not a programme for people who don't like to hear human beings talking to each other. So. <laughs> We've also had a text in... Um, I'm sorry. From... <laughs> Five six seven. Frank, do you have Ian with you today, sitting in a dark corner making notes on your DJing? Who's Ian? Is he a friend of Andrew's? Oh, oh Andrew brought him home one night. Ian, um, yes, I did a gig this week, and um, is this previewing your new stand-up comedy show? Um, yeah, it was a work in progress gig, and there was a man who um, was had a large A4 pad. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was writing down basically everything I said. And he, he, and he was in the front row. And he had dyed very, very blonde hair. So he was, he was not... It's not that I wouldn't notice him. Right. Was and he a I, reviewer? Was a critic? No. Well, my was first, it David Van Day? Obviously, I I, well, I wondered it. I, I hoped it could be David Van Day. It turned out it was Therese Bazaar. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I said... Um, why, why, why are you writing that stuff down? You're a reviewer. And he said, no, no. I said, well, are you a comedian? Mm. And he said, no. And I said, well, I, I suspect you are a comedian who's just come here for a new act and you're writing it all down. Mm. And he said, no, no, I'm just, I just like to sort of uh, just keep a, a, a record of the sort of arcs and that the comedians go on. Arcs. No. So um, anyway, so we had this conversation and then... And then he continued to do it after we'd had the conversation. And uh, in the end, I went back, and it was putting me off a bit. And yeah. I said, please stop. And uh, he stopped. Mm. But then someone else told me there was another bloke in the same gig also writing everything down. So yeah. it's a worry, isn't it? But not in a critic way. I can, no. I've, I mean, I've had it happen at gigs I've done in the past where they've been like reviewers yeah but i asked him outright if it was it was it was just so blatant it reminded me of when i took a sofa to the tip once <laughs> and uh, and some blokes were waiting at the tip and they they took the sofa as me and my mate took it off the van they i thought they were helping us with it they just took it and put it straight into their van <laughs> <laughs> it didn't even touch pavement yeah this this material didn't get a chance to touch the floor it's gone straight into ian's act so um oh, yeah it was very off-putting. And I think, um, you know, joke theft, I think, is worse than um, murder. That's yeah. a thing to do, yeah. I oh. think I'd rather, uh, yeah. So, um, Interesting. So, uh, well, manslaughter, anyway. Yeah, yeah. At least manslaughter. So uh, it, was, it was very... I didn't know quite how to, unless... Mm. I, I suppose I should have taken the book and read it, but that would have been seemed very forcible <laughs> behaviour. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I don't know. What, what, I'd love to... If anyone's got any other theories as to what he could have possibly been writing down, I'd love to hear from you. And if Ian's listening, mm. well, he's probably writing this down as we speak <laughs> for his own radio show. Maybe it was a bucket list he was writing. <laughs> yes. Well, um, he better hurry up. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Actually, on the uh, subject of um, the attractive lady that you saw in the um, in don't the keep, airport, in the terminal, I'm not going to keep on about it. But um, 
something that we haven't spotted has been brought to our attention by Suzanne from Hartford. Uh, Frank, now you've pointed out that you couldn't help the attractive lady, anyone else that you ever do help with anything will know that you think that they aren't attractive. What? Well, that's a really good point. That's that, true. It? That's a really good point. I think they'll know that, that then I'll... Mm. I wouldn't say I wouldn't help someone who's attractive, but this woman was so knockout attractive that it was uh, uh, it was too much. So now, if I help you, at best you're attractive, but you're not so very. If attractive. he helps you, you're you're seven tops. Seven, <laughs> seven no, out of ten. seven eight. and a half. You could be a eight. seven. No, not an eight. Seven and a half. You could be. Not an eight. You say you wouldn't help an eight. I don't think I sh- I'd say she was probably a nine. Or maybe I would nine? help. I'd help an eight nine. if it wow. was uh, if it was a life death situation. She's a nine. <laughs> I think she probably was. Yeah. Mm. As you say, she can get her own help. Yeah. Um. <laughs> We have an email that I'd like to read out. Do it. I'm a podcast listener in Seattle, Washington. Wow. Which is coincidentally in the same region as the Chinook tribe, which you've been talking about quite a lot recently in context of the helicopters Buzz is afraid of. Yes, my son, um, although he always points at planes and helicopters and in an excited way, if, if, a, if a Chinook comes over, he, uh, he cries. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you're pronouncing it wrong, oh. but I have to say I twitch. Every time I hear the word Chinook pronounced with a hard ch sound, I've only ever heard it pronounced sounding more like Chinook. Second syllable rhymes with book. Oh, so Chinook. Yeah. It's always possible. Do you mean book? book. Yeah. Did I say book? You did. I didn't. It's like Hilda Baker. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. Oh, boys, you're rubbing off on me. I can't believe I said book. Um, so Chinook. <laughs> wish, wish that. <laughs> Can you believe that was a special Emily Goes Northern trailer? So I said book. So Chinook is what it should I care be. Carol Wadham. Um, yeah, Chinook. So it's always possible that the original pronunciation is with a hard ch sound, of course. But having ch. you're making a right big thing. <laughs> <laughs> it is ch. Ch. Yeah, I said that. But having grown up in the region of I can't even say it now. Chinook wins. Chinook, he Chinook said. salmon, Chinook, Chinook tribe, etc. I've never heard it said that way. Don't go changing for me. Do you no. mean changing? Don't go. Changing. I like all of you in your show just the way you are. Thanks. That's but from I, Andrea. But I like um, I like uh, being corrected on pronunciation. If that's so, so, how do we that, say it then? We so say it should be Chinook. Chinook. Well, you know, I was mispronouncing the word correct for ages, and uh, it's I was saying correct. Yeah. And apparently it's correct. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's quite subtle. Well, isn't I was it? going around saying book, and apparently it's yeah. book. <laughs> but what about when you said Descartes? <laughs> I know. I still feel a bit. I still. I still about wake it. up thinking about that sometimes <laughs> in yeah. the night. Frank, so what about when I said? Oh, what was it? Um, my, wine uh, mariner. I yeah, but did I say wine mariner for the dog? And Frank went, "Oh." oh. Yeah. Well, I, um, I was, there was a bloke called Joe Grice being interviewed oh. on the telly. He was obviously a very important man. He was talking about um, the recession and whether we're in it and how close we are and all that. Mm. He works for the Office of National Statistics. Mm-hmm. And he was talking, it's a big press conference, and he said, yes, he said, I would say those figures have probably reached the plateau. No. <laughs> and I thought, now, if you work for the Office of National Statistics... <laughs> You must have to say plateau quite a lot, don't you? Those uh, numbers of, and he said he said plateau, and no one there said ha. <laughs> he said plateau, Joe. What? No, no one's ever That's corrected right, him. Isn't it? 
Although, you know those moments when you say, I never said, what are you talking about? I didn't say flat iron, you've just said it. Like, <laughs> like when Emily denied she'd said... Book. Yeah. I didn't know I'd said it. You said book. Yeah, but I, someone should have corrected Joe Grice every time he said it. Should have been in this studio. Corrected. If you've got anyone, <laughs> if you know anyone who always, always pronounces, uh, mispronounces something, A word incorrectly. Let us know. Like my girlfriend, as I've told you, says Muesley. <laughs> Does she? And I keep saying it isn't that, and she still says it. It's not up there with Descartes, but it's bad. <laughs> Skinner. Uh, we're going to remain in email corner, I believe. Uh, hi, Frank, Emily and Alan. I was listening to a podcast of the show and was intrigued to hear that Frank's dad carried salt in his pocket just in case he was ever attacked. This reminded me of a very eccentric, <laughs> of a very eccentric friend I once knew many years ago who had a three-year-old egg, uncooked and still in its shell, that he kept handy in the house in case of a break-in. He, ca- <laughs> <laughs> he called it the organic grenade <laughs> and claimed it had the power to blind an elephant on impact. <laughs> if you knocked on his door after 10pm, he would always answer with the egg ready in his hand. me. I'm not sure what happened to him before he's still around. If he's still around, the egg would be in its late teens now. <laughs> I'm just wondering if blinding potential attackers with dangerous food substances may be the new My Favourite Mug discussion. <laughs> Probably not. Keep up the wonderful work, you lovely humans. That's nice, isn't it? You lovely okay. humans. Oh, could, be a, Spencer. Could, be, could be a great text, in. Oh, the organic grenade. Yeah, no, yes. I mean, sort of homemade weapons would yeah. be a good texting. Well, I have a, um, I constantly have a sachet of English mustard in my breast pocket so that if anybody punches me... In powder it, form or... Uh, in in, uh, in liquidy form so that it sprays you, Can you still the... get mustard in powder form? You, you oh, I've got some English... Tins. Oh, yeah, Yeah, common. some mustard powder. That'd be good yeah. to have in the pocket for blinding. Yeah, yeah that would... Um, Do you know, though, I think your dad... I'm not about... Can deadly. I say points about absolute deadly. desperation when you're being attacked? I'm not about just... Absolute just, desperation no, a new channel they're launching in a week or two, I think. Yeah, I'm, I think the, I'm the DJ on that. It's the new <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I think it has hit something of a, a... Well, struck a chord with our readers because I've had a few people mention their parents used to do that as well. I say what? parents, always the dad. Well, my friend... Uh, what, the mineral egg? No, the salt. Oh, the salt in the pocket. My friend Scouse Tony, I think it was a regional dad's thing because his dad, I think, might have done that. Yeah, well, if you remember... Um, they did. There was a song about it, uh, mm. Chrissy Hind. Yeah, <laughs> salt in the pocket. The got salt. The <laughs> in pocket. Do you not remember? It's that brass in pocket. Oh God! <laughs> yes, it was. Thank it's, you. Uh, yeah. Thank you for deconstructing. My brother always says chimney instead of chimney. Oh yeah, that was for everyone I knew used to say chim chimbly. Mm. But they're from Kidderminster. And my uh, sister and I used to say chim D, which is odd. Absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm going to be honest, I thought we were uh, a bit optimistic when we began a text in, do you use table condiments as uh, as possible defensive <laughs> weapons. Not just table. I'm interested in, in any uh, improvised weaponry. Uh, morning, mm. Frank and team. I make sure my wife has a Kinder Egg toy holder filled with ground pepper to break open and throw in the attacker's eyes. I can't, that's not true, is it? I, I don't believe him. Trust me when I say it works. Cheers from Paul in Kent. That's what he's claiming. Mm. 
Well, I've got... From the... I make sure my from wife... From the fruit basket <laughs> of England. I make sure my wife carries a, a empty pickle jar just full of the vinegar to throw in. No, I'm just going with the condiments thing. <laughs> Kath just hits them across the face with a pair of slippery wet pants. <laughs> um, I, uh, when I was um, in my childhood, there mm. used to be a thing. Do you remember we had Neil Gaiman on as a guest a few I, weeks yeah. ago? And he I had, do. He had a lar- He has his jackets made with a large inside pocket for his notebook. Yes. For when he has writing ideas. There used to be a similar thing that people used to have a large pocket um, inside their coat, and they used to have a cat in it. No, and what? Uh, and if they were off to get someone, they just you throw the cat at their face, and the cat um, clings on. <laughs> this was the West Midlands in the um, late. I 60s. thought that was a setup. I was waiting. For no, no, it's a, it's a real. That's a real thing. Can I say, please don't do this because it's unkind. In the oh, extreme. I don't like a cat in the pocket. No, I think there was a Pretenders song. I used the word cat. <laughs> Got yeah. cat in. Dear Frank et al, please settle a 30-year argument between my wife and I. Oh, this will be good. I'll just get into my chair. Should scone, notice my pronunciation there, mm-hmm. be pronounced like gone or own? Cheers and don't let me down. Now, I said I would always say scone. I think scone is a slightly aspirational thing. People think posh people say it, but they don't. Well, judging by your pronunciation of book, I'd say you could probably call it scone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know the answer to this. Scone. Oh, Can someone scone. posh text in? All I would say is the stone of scone. Mm. Um, must surely rhyme with stone. Because well, the stone of scone just seems like a waste of time as a title. Is that a song? The stone of it's, it's scone. A, it's a, a Scottish... Uh, is it a poem? It's a Scottish... Th- what important thing that's on the yes, throne? it's to do it? with being king or something. Yeah. It's very important, yeah. Oh, I'm so But can sorry. someone posh who's schooled, if you're posh, you'll know what that means. If you're mm. schooled, can you text in, please? For, uh, what, for what? I'd like to know about this pronunciation of scone. Oh, speaking of, by the way, the man with the egg, mm. reminds yeah. me a bit of a... If you've ever read uh, Niall Quinn's autobiography... <laughs> Quinino, <laughs> as I called him. Um, and uh, Niall... Quinn tells a brilliant story about an uncle he had, and he said he never married. And he said, what he used to do, he went to the pub every night without <laughs> fail. And when he got in, you know when you get back from the pub, you always got a lot of change in your pocket. Uh-huh. <laughs> he used to throw the... He, used to, he had a room in his house and with a carpet, and he used to throw the change on the carpet. And then he used to get a, a, a golf club. <laughs> and he used to spend the rest of the night, when he got back, like, into the early hours driving this change off the carpet into the wall and the soft plaster on the wall it would stick in he said so we had a wall that was covered in change sticking into it that he'd driven into the wall and he told this story and remember the last the last sentence of it all was as i said he never married (laughs) (laughs) but it sounds brilliant i'd love i'd love to do that um Frank, okay. monkeys do also throw excrement, so taking advice from the simian world has some drawbacks. Yeah, I did Just so you're aware. Yeah. What, do they? They do do that, yeah. yeah. I wish they wouldn't do that. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. I'm going to begin reading an email here. Uh, Dear Frank, I've been a fan of yours since inadvertently catching an episode of Badil and Skinner Unplanned many years ago. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> the use of inadvertence. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy that too. Um, it's a little difficult to find shows in which you feature where I come from. Oh, perhaps well, that's Eng- what it is. England. Uh, <laughs> don't know yet. The, thank goodness then for the Absolute Radio podcast, which gives me the opportunity to hear you and the rest of the team regularly. I'm in London at the moment, in the midst of a little Europe sojourn, while my hometown of Melbourne in Australia is cold, rainy and miserable, so he's from Melbourne. Can I just say, I like Europe sojourn rather than European sojourn. Yes. (laughs) Sounds like he's a big fan of the band Europe. It's a Europe sojourn. They still go. The final countdown. Oh, Joey. Okay. Uh, he came on this show some time ago, didn't he? Yeah, we, we did have him on. While I was in Rome, I of course took did the opportunity... Did he do what the Romans did? <laughs> I think he took the opportunity to visit the Vatican Museums. Good man. Um, on my journey there, I came across a street vendor. What do you think he should be selling? Umbrella hats. Can you imagine my joy? I never dreamed that I should see one of these elusive items with my own eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, I believe it was indeed a miracle. I have one for you as a gift, which I shall send to Absolute Radio. Thanks for the entertainment. Best Matt Bradshaw. You know what, Matt? Matt. It arrived this morning, (gasps) and it's a beauty. It's it's sort of... uh, Autumnal colours. Oh, the colours. Often they're a bit Probably. garish. They, no. let, they let themselves down. That's why they're not taken seriously. Too but much red one, and purple, whereas this that one, is... Is it unlucky to open an umbrella hat indoors, or is that a bit different? Well, from we'll soon find hats, out. Hats have got a caveat in the health and safety rules. Is that... Do you, know, do you know what I like about this? You're not going to look remotely eccentric. You're assuming I'm going to put it on. Please do. OK, I will put it on, but it's, I don't know if it's great radio. No, but I'd like to see well, that's it. never so stopped us doing anything before. <laughs> OK, You're keeping I the headphones on, on. Uh, <laughs> my umbrella hat. It might be quite good um, in the shade, though, and it? couldn't it work this weather as well? You've got to look of um, Beyond Borg in a, in a bit of a shower. <laughs> Beyond Borg in a shower. <laughs> because oh, the because like, there is a And readers, can I you? tell you, yeah, there's a slight Keith Richards bandana, but I might start doing that because the lighting concept is kind. Um, I, I I'm think, going to carry that round with me. I think that they might be selling this near the Vatican because it's a sort of way round the no contraception rule. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm fairly confident I'll never get anyone pregnant whilst wearing this hat. <laughs> so that's definitely certain. Definitely uh, certain. Can't argue with that. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Ellen Cochran. <laughs> you can text us on 8 12 15 or follow us on Twitter <laughs> at Frank on the radio with a foul fi fo fo fum. Or you can email us through the good old Absolute Radio website. While you're there, why not have a look at some of the uh, presenter profiles? <laughs> Is that what you do? Do you look at them sometimes? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> um, no, that enemy. We've uh, we've we've had a missive in from Spencer, the uh, the the chap who knew the uh, chap who carried the dangerous egg. Frank, oh. Emily, and Alan. It's Spencer here again. Just wanted to add the friend I me- the friend I mentioned with the dangerous egg also had books on South African bees and claimed that with enough time and effort he could rob a bank with a well-trained swarm. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Maybe that's where he is now. Well, I don't know, but I suspect we might read about him in the Daily Mail. <laughs> I'd like to Fairly know. shortly. I think He that, sounds a uh, bit unhinged. Spencer might be getting a visit from him <laughs> if he's not careful. 
He sounds volatile. Is yeah. he strung out? There'll be he like, sounds strung out. There'll be <laughs> shouts, and then he'll put his head out the window and be eaten by a 15-year-old uh, killer egg. Mm. We were talking about mispronunciation of words as well. My husband's van windscreen was smashed and the policeman that came to take the statement pronounced Peugeot Peugeot, as in posh sauce. He said it at least six times and we found it very difficult to not crack up. It is difficult. Also, my mother pronounces theatre theatre, which sounds oddly posh, as she is from Lewisham. That's Vanessa. I was in a band, I remember, back in the the, uh, 70s. And uh, was it not Max the eighties? And uh, we were rehearsing at this place, and there'd been complaints about the noise, and the police turned up, and the copper decided to be a bit community policeman <laughs> and dance at the uh, dance at the festival type of the oh, copper. Oh yeah! And he said, "Are oh, you going to? Uh, are you doing any jigs at all?" Mm. No. No, 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 of course we couldn't say. What are you talking about, you idiot? <laughs> oh, we'd have been in big trouble. Frank. We do actually need to talk about JK at some point. Can I point point out that my dad also used mm. to say Somerset Mapham, Somerset yes. Mormon. I love him I've mentioned that. that many times, but I do love it. And I love a, it. And antiquity for etiquette. Oh. <laughs> Whether it's as bad as Descartes. <laughs> my problem is I've only ever read philosophy. I've not been taught it. I've just, I'm self-educated in that way. Didn't you have the oral Badly. tradition? <laughs> Badly self He didn't have the oral tradition in his university. No, really? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I went to public school. It was all it was all the rage. We need to talk about J.K. Jamiroquai. Yeah. No, it's not a nineties wine bar. <laughs> okay. I shouldn't say that on Absolute Radio. He's no. Probably, probably like him. Um, he might be hosting. We should check. <laughs> he won't get his hat through the door. He'll have trouble with those horns. Does he still wear that? I wonder what happened to that. Be a good piece of pop memorabilia. What well, happened to that hat? Yeah, yeah. I'd like it if he put it on. You know when Marilyn Monroe used to walk down the street and say, "Shall I be her?" Oh yeah. I wonder if J.K. does that and puts the hat shall on. I, shall I get the hat? Yeah. I bet he's he's probably doing personal appearances <laughs> and and he's saying it's extra eighty quid if I wear the hat. We'll That'll drive be. self. Um, we'll do last minute. We'll drive self. <laughs> And uh, get the if 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 we can get the sunroof open, I'll arrive in hat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what Not did that. I think of the hat thing? <laughs> the hat thing could have been my pension. <laughs> it's too late now. Maybe the umbrella. I'd love hat. It if you had to do your sandal wearing that hat, I could wear the umbrella hat. You know, that's a classic uh, <laughs> Rihanna lack of faith in the material. <laughs> <laughs> No, not that JK. Tother JK. This is my new northern persona. How's it going? That's good. Luke, Tother. No, because it turned out, well, she's she's written a book. And we didn't know she'd written a book. JK Rowling's written a book? Yes. No way. Hold the front page. (laughs) Not hold the front page of the book, obviously. (laughs) What was it called again, Frank? Was it the cuckoo? It's it's got cuckoo in it. Cuckoo's calling. Is it? Yeah, okay. a cuckoo's calling. Cuckoo. That's what Frank says when I ring the house. Um, <laughs> she, but it was, it was. We thought this was this person called um, Robert Galbraith. Turned out it was J.K. Rowling. I think it's brilliant that J.K. Rowling is mm. operating under a pseudonym, mm-hmm. <laughs> a non de plume. Well, because she knows if she puts a book out, it'll sell millions. Yeah, yeah. And she thought, I just want to see if I can do it without using my uh, famous name. It's brilliant. Well, it turned out she couldn't though. Well, unless well. it's sold worse than she thought, so she leaked it. I'm well. not suggesting that. Not suggesting <laughs> All that I'm saying is it was 4709 in the charts. It's now one. 4709, I think, texted us earlier. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner.
On the Peugeot pronunciation question, where does the R come from that most people squeeze in? Peugeot. I always ask if Peugeot has an R in it to anyone who says it incorrectly. <laughs> I like people say it. I always... Like, if anyone ever <laughs> says to me... You know, people say, well, it's, it's like anything, isn't it? I always say, well, is, is it like that? And then point to some inanimate object. <laughs> I think that's a good way to try and pick Yeah, you up. do. You've picked me up on that. Train people! <laughs> That's some horrible camp. I don't like training me. How dare you? Okay. My health visitor kept saying you can't give babies Brazil nuts. It took me ages to work <laughs> out Brazil nuts. She's right, though. You can't give babies Brazil nuts. It's a good rule. It's a good yeah. rule. I like this JK Rowling thing. I, uh, and I'm not entirely convinced that she's not pranking us again. Like, what if she's actually mates with the genuine writer Robert Galbraith and they were at a literary festival one day having a drink mm. after a reading and he went, ah, oh, it's really tough being number 4,709 in the book charts yeah. and she went, I'll fix that for you. And then she's gone, That'd be good, like yeah, that. I wrote this. Yeah, if she's saying, just be, be me. the perfect crime. Well, what are you, be me? Like, she could just use her power to give all her mates who are writers a little leg up by saying, I wrote that. I wonder where she got that name from. Now you could do better than that. Robert Galbraith, Bobby G. She should have gone oh, like Bobby uh, G. Annie Potter. She should have called herself. <laughs> should have called herself David Van Day. What about Debbie Hallows? Oh, lovely! <laughs> you know, I mean, give us yeah. a bit of a clue. They said they said one of the reasons that you know people are coming out now saying, "Oh, we were suspicious. We always thought." Oh yeah, oh, people yeah. always. Yeah. But one one publisher had said, "Oh, we were suspicious because she described women's or he, as they thought it was at the time, described women's clothes far too well and in too much detail." Mm. Well, I do that. You yeah. do, and Karl Lagerfeld does that as well. It could have been him. Yeah, I, I I don't think they knew. No, I I um, it's it is a Scottish tradition, of course, because uh, Sir Walter Scott. His first novels were written anonymously. Is that correct? Yeah. And then he... Um, I think there was a big literary dinner, because he was known as a poet. There's a big literary dinner in, in Edinburgh, I think. And uh, he says, oh, and by the way, I wrote the Waverley novels. Wow. Good one. I bet that's what she had lined up. Did she get some award for someone else? Oh, right. Yeah, so my other novel. You know, you want your big announcement, but you know when it leaked by your bank or whatever it was <laughs> happened in this thing? Is that what happened? I used, I used to, when I stayed in hotels and when I was famous, I used to, um, I used to use a false name so that people didn't uh, track me down. Mm -hmm. Did you? I used it for all sorts. If ever I needed a false name, I'm not going to go into is. too many details. Oh, yeah, it's Greg Ashford for many years. <laughs> a terrible choice. Do you not like Greg Ashford? I was no, quite I mean, pleased. I've got a celebrity friend and he chose Lord Greystoke, which I should be careful because he might still use that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, that's brilliant that's romantic that's greg ashford yeah but that's stolen from edgar rice Burroughs. at least mine was uh original material i'll yeah, say it was exactly mm. that was probably uh ian with the book was probably at uh, one of edgar rice Burroughs gigs <sighs> and uh he wrote that there mm. love to hear from ian <laughs> i want a full explanation you're keen aren't you I, I mean, not many. I think it's about. This is probably an opposite moment for me to tell you that I wrote uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, you old EL. Yeah. Were, um, you, were you helped by your friends in the SNM community? Well, I, 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 well, I think we, you have to draw from what you know. But the publisher said to me, <clears throat> "If we put this out under your name, it'll just be like a sexist diatribe. If we pretend you're a, a, a middle-aged woman." It's mm. going to sound like an, an interesting expose of the inner thoughts of 
females. Mm. And, you know, looking back, he was he was spot on. Mm. Female unit, that's one of mine. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> <laughs> and um, Heidi. Also, I did that one. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. I was thinking about the, the J.K. Rowling. It reminded me of when, you know, all those things you used to do as kids. You used to have those books written by, uh, like, Mathematics by Adam Opp. Oh, yeah. Mm, uh, yeah. <laughs> and My Red Bottom by Bob Oon. <laughs> 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 oh, happy days. Pain Relief by Anne L. Jesick. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, I I was um, I was on the internet. Now, are you are you aware of Jane's Addiction, the band? Mm, I just very thought much you were so. going to say you were aware of the internet then. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and the yeah. lead man is called uh, Perry Farrell. All right. No. And for the first, you know, we used to do the thing on the show about um, idiotic eureka moments when it takes you years to work out a, a gag or a oh, pun yeah. or whatever. Uh, Perry Farrell, it turns out, is a pawn. Perry Peripheral. On peripheral. Oh. And I must have said his name 10,000 times. Perry Farrell Vision. Uh huh. What, is he in the. Do they have a vision mixer on stage he's, or something? He's not the it's ambassador a, for Specsavers. He's no. a tricky pun, though, isn't it? Perry Farrell. Well, he's, you know, he's a tricky character, I imagine. He's, oh, quite, he? he's quite an outrageous front man. Mm. Is he? Aren't we all? You'd Love. have thought he'd be to, off to the side, wouldn't you? What, do you, what does that mean? Peripheral. Oh, well, it's a bit worrying. Cause he, he often wears tights on stage. So <laughs> I wonder what the hell you were getting. At. <laughs> Our readers have been in touch. Good. John has texted us. Hi, chaps. Just a quickie. Oh <laughs> no, John! No, John! Just a quickie. Oh, I think I know this boy. He's like, a nice friend of mine. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, just a quickie to talk about odd wordage. I remember watching an interview with film review star Barry Norman. He was saying how he liked nothing more to relax in the evening with a good film and a pizza. <laughs> I really love pizza, he continued. Oh. It took a bit of time to work out that his dream evening involved film and pizza. Sorry, Bazza, that is just odd. Somebody should have told Barry. That's Hi, John, I mean. by Why the way. Why don't people? Mm. But back then they might not have known that. Although I have to keep telling Kath about Mew Aisley, it makes no difference whatsoever. <laughs> so perhaps people did tell Barry. I think and he a thought, researcher yeah. at the BBC might have said something. They had other other stuff to worry about. Hmm. Um, we had a text in from Ian as well. No, not really. Ah, okay. Oh. <laughs> but it's re Ian. I've been to comedy gigs and had a hilarious night, but the following day I can't recall why the comedian was so funny as there was too much material to remember. Perhaps that's why Ian was taking notes, so he could tell his chums why you were so funny. Hmm. Maybe. What do you think, AC? The AC, as you're known, <laughs> absolute. Am I? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure I am, but I, I now dread being. Um, I, I think that he should just use the memory to yeah that's that's what you should use and, ju and just devote to the actual experience get in amongst it i mean it's rare that i say this sort of thing but join in well i think what the way to do it is to say i saw frank scary is absolutely hilarious and if you want to know what the jokes were why don't you go and see him too <laughs> buy a ticket yeah mm. <laughs> anyway how to get rich by robin banks 904 oh yes we're gonna get loads of these now yeah frank. sorry i've started what off, is that? i've started a terrible thing what? forgive what? me what? What is it? That's one of those comedy books. Oh, I just read what? it. I thought it was a song request. <laughs> <But> there, was <laughs> a, <laughs> there was a DJ called uh, 
robbing there banks. There was, yeah. And there's Rob the Bank as well. That's what I think I thought. Rob the Bank. I was thinking, yeah, you know, we'll I play have some to, Ibiza I classic. have to say I'm a bit disappointed uh, today. Oh, why? Uh-oh. Well, because um, I had uh, I had some uh, official ruling from Absolute Radio. Uh, Did you? What was week. it? Is that um, they said at any time during your show, mm. uh, you could have to suddenly go over to Sandy War. Uh, for the for the royal baby announcement, oh. and I thought that'll be because if it's if it happens, obviously they don't trust me to announce it. They need a professional, <laughs> right? So I'm to say nothing. I'm to say people um, would be expecting so imagine, a punchline. I mean, you, I'll be so they? excited if it happens. So I'd be going. <laughs> We're over to Sandy. What wouldn't re- and then Sandy says in in, in a you know in an authoritarian town, not mm. authoritarian town, but you know what I mean. She has gravitas. She has gravitas, and oh, then yeah. she announces it, and. Um, I think that would. It, it, I was looking forward to it as a real moment, but mm. I doesn't. I don't feel it's going to happen now. Do you? Well, Camilla oh, gave a bit of spoiler alert. She said it'll right be. There. She's hopeful it'll be with us by the end of the week. Is that what she said. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, how well, can Nostradamus, she know it's Saturday already. I think we. You know, it could have come back from Sandy. We could have all had cigars <laughs> and uh, yeah. a bottle of champagne, mm. and. Uh, <laughs> And then I would have been able to blame that baby for starting me for drinking again. <laughs> and I think he, he, he or she would have owed me in later life, if I'm around in their later life. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. So, um, no royal baby news is what we're saying. No, I'm t- no. I, I was reading the Metro this week. And it said that David Beckham um, backed them to be amazing parents. Did he? So you can bet on that, apparently. I wonder what the odds are on them being... <laughs> can you give me the odds on uh, Kate and William being amazing parents? I like the, uh, the, the quote where the Queen was asked by a school child, oh, um, which would you prefer, a girl or a boy? And she said, I, I don't mind, really, just as long as it's before my holiday. Um, I love the Queen for that. She's getting a bit impatient, I sense. Well, I think it's just that... The uh, the royal sweepstake doesn't take gender into. It's all about the date, isn't it? So she's like, I just want it to be before my holiday, and yeah. she knows if that happens, then I'm up for like fifteen quid out of the. I royal think she's booked those non flexible EasyJet tickets as well, <laughs> and they're a nightmare to try and change those. Yeah. It's the flip side of the death list. Me and my mates used to do, and you had to guess which celebrity would uh, yeah. die first that year. You used to get double money if they were under forty. <laughs> Racing car Aww. drivers always got back, but you know, <laughs> since the new safety measures, it's a waste of time. But, Camilla uh, says we've been waiting by the phone. She says that's all they do now. What for personal appearance? I've been doing that Bookings. for thirty years. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but she says that's pretty much all they do. I feel sorry for Camilla because we should say it's actually Camilla's birthday today. Is it? From what I understand, should we say that? God. Well, yes, because they mentioned it it's and they like said working with Giles Brandreth or something. <laughs> so connected with the royals. No, the because they were talking about this and what if it's born on your birthday? And she smiled and pretended to be happy, but I don't think she was. <laughs> no. That would steal your thunder. That would be terrible. Mm-hmm. What are we doing now? Are we going. We're going to the pub. We go for something to eat. No, we've got to go to Westminster Abbey. That's what she'd have to do. It's um. There was a, another quote from the Queen in that thing. That the Queen was given a hamper. You know, I'm, I imagine she's got she's got a, had a few hampers in her time, mm. and it was from the Cumbrian Chamber of Commerce Collective, mm-hmm. and included um, damson gin. Oh yeah, she said she liked the sound of that, didn't she? Yeah, there's got to be a. I bet there's a, if you looked at Mail Online, I bet there's an American actress called Damson Gin. <laughs> 
Anyway, the Queen said, oh, I like that. I'm going to keep that for myself. Mm-hmm. And it said it got a lot of laughs. Even Daisy laughed at it. And that's me. I, didn't, I don't think I did it credit. But uh, it, can you not laugh at the Queen's jokes? Is that allowed? That's treason. If the Queen mm. said, oh, I like look at the dams and ja- um, gin, I'm going to keep that for myself. And you went, well, that's all for you. Yeah. The whole thing's for you. I don't know what you... If you well, did I that, think... you're still allowed to be hanged. That's... Is that right? <laughs> yeah, no, that's I, think to, I think you have to burn Her Majesty's shipyards. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> I believe that's a thing. But you don't have any choice. When I met the Queen, I was falling about laughing at everything she said. <laughs> You've properly met her, you see. I'm yeah. so jealous. Oh, of you. I've, 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 I haven't made physical contact because there was a glove. Mm. But we were very close. I got a couple of laughs out the Queen. I've been in her garden. She's probably having the same conversation at the palace after. Can you not laugh at Frank Skinner's jokes, or is that you in big trouble if if you do? She's busy writing down all your material. <laughs> That's what I heard. I don't think she writes herself, does she? I think she has a court stenographer. Oh, okay. Comes to the gigs. That's a bit of a clatter. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. A long time ago, Frank, you did a bit of stand-up that I still recall quite often about the two words that make any story believable are in America. Yes. And uh, and I think we're <laughs> returning to those pastures. There's a story... It's in... not the man hiding in the latrine. No, no. <laughs> I appreciate that's the best story ever. But you mind. told us that off air last week, and I it's don't probably, think we right. should discuss it. It's not it. breakfast television. Um, right, it's not any terrible moment when I called it breakfast television. Some terrible flashback to my golden age. <laughs> He's not even in school yet. Loves cotton candy ice cream and would rather go fishing than debating. But four-year-old Robert Bobby Tufts commands a great deal of respect in one U.S. town. In fact, he's the mayor. He's the mayor of a town and he's four years old. In Minnesota. In America. There you go. There you go. It's believable, isn't it? Do you know Robert Tufts? No, but thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Minnesota, that's where Neil Gaiman resides. Is that right? Mm. Really? So he's being bossed around by a four year old. We don't know. Because it's a small. Mm. It says it's got a population of 22 to 28. Blimey, that's a a small place. (laughs) But that. That's, that's weird. a house. That's, He's that's a weird of a house. for those adults that are being bossed around by a foyer. What's, also, what's what, wrong with them? Also, some of the major acts that he's done, it says he's made ice cream top of the food pyramid. I didn't know the mayor had the power to construct the food pyramid. What is the food pyramid? I don't know. How can he move it around? <laughs> Boris never tells us about the food pyramid, but what does is he? it? I'm not familiar with the phrase, the food pyramid. Is it pyramid? like when they talk about those rice mountains and... I don't know. Maybe uh, it's food he likes best. He, oh, he wears a fedora. That doesn't bode well, does it? I have to say, the picture of him in the fedora... I don't like children in hats, it gives me the creeps. I, I, I think felt hats, generally. <laughs> I think anyone who has a signature fedora, that's up there with someone who smokes cigars he looks, or yeah. drives a convertible. He looks a bit like the scary dwarf that's in that series Carnival oh, yes. with the hat on. It's, it's or, quite or, right. I was also in Twin Peaks. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that. Yeah. Do you know, I oh, also worried... Oh, like his eyes looked a bit drunk with power. And it yeah. remi- I know that look because I had it when I was in Day of the Triffids. Yeah, I can imagine. You know? I had it when I was five and I was the mayor of West Yorkshire. <laughs> uh, did I not mention this to you all? No. It's, it's weird echoing my life, this. Did you have a signature fedora? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> pictures of me kissing a, fish. I had a signature Kiora, I remember, in, 19, <laughs> nice. in, in, in that period. And I found it was a bit too orangey for crows. Mm. <laughs> mm. But, you know, it's, it's a... Um, Ronnie Wood wouldn't touch it. 
<laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I, I don't know really how this happened, but it's. It, mm. it seems. It's. 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 It feels like it's all done from love and kindness. It's, they all think I he's a bit so. of. He's a bit of a character. I just so, hope the parents aren't a bit Britain's Got Talent, a bit BGT. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's a lot of power for one so young, as mm. you say. It's. Uh, it's better than being a mayor over here, though. Yes. Yeah, he doesn't eat, have to eat a lot of substandard three-course meals and pretend they're brilliant. And wear the big chains. The big chains. And have what I call a trade union haircut. <laughs> I don't like those haircuts. Do you know that- those sort of men in the 70s? I call them trade union haircuts. John Prescott's got one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Well, they're, they're all local councillors, aren't they? Yeah, so they, hence you know, trade union they, they do tend to smell of tobacco. Maybe that's stopped now. Mm. But there's something about the mayor. I've been at so many events where people are just dressed normally and there's a man in an enormous <laughs> chain and sometimes in an ermine gown. Mm. And it's thought to be completely acceptable. <laughs> but we the- have a mayor, can I point out, on the first episode of I Love My Country. Do you? Because um, in, um, in some parts... Uh, where, where was this? It was anyway, somewhere um, north, just north of London, in the home counties. Mm-hmm. Um, they um, they used to think the mayor was uh, living it up a bit too much on the local council's money, so he was weighed when he became mayor, and then weighed at the end of the year to see if he'd been. Uh, this is my worst nightmare. Over <laughs> I, I can never be mayor. Perhaps we could bring it in on absolute <laughs> <laughs> weekly weigh-ins. <laughs> oh, I would he had a lovely it. ornamental scales, <laughs> and uh, a, ta- a town crier came on and shouted his weight. Imagine that! <laughs> <laughs> You'd kill that town crier. Um, we we've also had a, a few texts in and an email. We we had a, a good text that I was going to read to you, um, uh, and that I will, in fact. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, about uh, mispronouncing words, a woman doing a business presentation at uni called the fax machine the Fashy Smiley. <laughs> she used to be a newsreader on Absolute Radio. Oh, similarly, when, when it was first mm. around. What uh, about this one, Al, as well? 235. Hi, Frank and the gang. Water has started dripping from the flat above my house this morning, but I don't have access to their front door. What would you do? <laughs> I think, um, legally, you can... Uh, you could, well, you could kick the door in. Don't quote me on that. No, don't do that. You could, um, you could get the. Hate it when he um, goes Birmingham rough justice. No, I think that the uh, the fire brigade will kick a door in in a case like that. So what we're saying is, call the services. Call the fire brigade. Yeah. Okay, Chris in Liverpool. Let us know how you get on. That would be good for next week. Mm. That might end up in email corner next week when he sends us one of his uh, long emails from a jail cell. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you're not supposed to just sit, though, and let your house be uh, devastated by water from above. Hmm. Mm. OK. Hi, Frank. Emily. I say Alan. sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. Hi, Frank, Emily and Alan. From years of listening to the show, I've always managed to down only to download the podcast, spending many happy times walking my chocolate Labrador Rolo. Um, oh, see what he's done there? Or she? Chocolate Labrador, and they're called Rolo. Oh. It's nice, isn't it? Because it's chocolate. Yeah. Unless it's uh, an acronym, like Rover only lives once. <laughs> Listen to your internal <laughs> Do you know thought process. You've, you've offended quite a lot of Buddhist dog lovers who listen to this show. 
often keeping your podcast to listen to is my favourite time of the week. Last week Lovely. I had to undergo a hip resurfacing operation. Whoa. I feel your pain. That's oh, either really painful or it's a sort of very, very trendy, cool makeover. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real hip resurfacing. <laughs> As my desired choice mean, of pain then? control was to be spinal anaesthesia. Oh, what if she's I... read um, analgesics? Book? <laughs> <laughs> this uh, sounds awful. This I story. hope that wasn't how the anaesthetist well, prepared not... for the operation by reading that. <laughs> it's not awful, Frank. I would be totally awake during the procedure. I was encouraged to bring along an iPod or similar that would help me relax during the operation. I had no hesitation with my choice. In fact, eagerly awaited the time that I could lie on my side listening to the banter with Badil without any of the distraction of the drill, saw and hammers in the background. Post-op, I look forward to restarting walks with my best friend. Just a short note to say thank you. Gwyndaf. Oh, lovely Gwyndaf. Gwyndaf. Is that an acronym as well? Brilliant in Lord of the Rings. (laughs) 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 Who'd have thought that all that you you needed a hip resurface? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds extremely painful. I wonder if they'd allow you... As you know, I'm trying to repopularise the ghetto blaster. (laughs) (laughs) If if they said, why don't you bring in an iPod... Are you all right with a ghetto blaster? Would that be okay? (laughs) Would it be... I mean, the shoulder's fine. It's only the hip that's the problem. Mm. I'm... uh, I will do it. I will get it back. I'm, mm. I'm getting one. I'm going to walk with really, really loud music blasting out on my shoulder. Um, enough. So, um, thank you. Are you OK? <laughs> I'm fine. Enough. If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all. Now get out. I said now get out. You as well. Frank Skinner 